If you have a developer or if you have multiple developers, again, you can take one developer and make it one developer like 10 developers now because you can have ChatGPT write most of the code and a developer can come back in, make a few tweaks and off you go. This is the PMP Industry Insider Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome out to another episode of the PNP Industry Insider Podcast, where we look at what is changing in the pest and lawn industries, and we take it to the front lines of those that are driving those changes. As always, I'm Donnie Shelton, owner of Triangle Home Services, which has Triangle Pest and Triangle Lawn. And with me is the omnipresent, omni, uh, I don't know, omni of omnius, Mr. Dan Gordon. Dan, would you like to say good afternoon? We're actually recording this in the afternoon. And yeah. introduce our topic, our sponsor, sure. and our guest. Who's going to do our sponsor? Okay. So our sponsor, as always, is Comorch by Workwave. Uh, if you're interested in digital uh, uh, marketing, uh, take a look at their uh, website. Uh, that's comarch.com. And we appreciate very much uh, them sponsoring us. Um, our guest for today is Donnie. And uh, we actually had a, uh, um, you know, th this is the way Donnie operates with his all his EOS and stuff that that you're supposed to make sure that you do things by the book and by the schedule. So we had a a, a plan to do something on operations today. But Donnie is like a a a, a young schoolgirl who is so excited about this Chat GPT that we've been talking about. And he's brought some really live, real live examples, which I think, by the way, it, it's awesome. I've, I've totally bought into this. But uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, uh, and, and I highly recommend this particular podcast that you go on YouTube to watch it because we're going to yes. do some uh, uh you know, uh, uh, we're, we're going to use chat GPT for some of the things that he's working on. And I can't, th this, this thing is so cool. It, <laughs> it is absolutely so cool, but okay. So we, we, our market are, our uh, pest control people and our lawn care people, Donnie, how are you using chat GPT and how could people in our industry use it? Remember, they're not all going to geek out like you, but if they can understand what you're doing, they can get other people to geek out with them. So let's yep. start there. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And just a few things. So first of all, yes, we have been talking about chat GPT quite a bit. And, you know, like most things, and I'm sure, by the way, my wife never listens to my podcast, but if she listened to this, she would be shaking her head. Yes. Because generally speaking in our family, my wife will introduce something new. I'll say it sucks because I don't know it. I get to know it. And then I love it. <laughs> so just like, that's about that's so, hard for the course. Yes. Yes. So, so when chat, well, I mean, this happened with traction, right? Traction came out and I'm like, yeah, it's a fad. It'll go away. And then I read it and I like it. And now I'm all in it. Chat GPT. I think I can put in the same category. And it first came out. I'm like, oh, that's great. I can go out and talk to a computer. Sounds great. No big deal. I will tell you, yes, Dan, you're correct. I'm super excited about this tool. And the reason I am is because it's absolutely helped me go a lot faster in my business and it's helping me in there in a real sense in my business. And, you know, at first when I saw it, I thought it was mostly a novelty. I have since changed my, um, I, I've, cha I've changed my take on this completely. And you are correct, Dan. If you are listening to this podcast, you may want to go out to YouTube and actually watch this one because I'm going to show a few examples. But, you know, one of the things I would say is everyone's talking about chat GPT. And the reason that they are is because it can do some pretty freaking amazing things. And I'm going to try to show 
how as a lawn care owner, as a pest control owner, just some ideas and some ways that we've implemented it here at Triangle and some things that we're doing. And then maybe you can, I mean, you don't have to like actually write code and those types of things. And the great thing is you don't even know how to do it. You don't have to know how to do it. ChatGPT will do that for you, but we'll get in that in a moment. So we're going to go through some real business cases and some real uses. But before we do that, I want to tell a quick story. I've told a variant of this story, but I was reminded of it this past weekend. So I am no longer going to try to hide the fact that I fly because Dan exposes that fact almost weekly on the podcast. So for those of you that are listening, I do fly. And as part of that, one of the things that I have to do is each year I have to go and take a class and I have to fly with an instructor. So I did that this past weekend. In fact, it was in Austin. And Bobby, if you're listening, I'm sorry I didn't look you up. I was super, super busy, way busier than I thought I was going to be. So we go to the class and there's about... mm, I don't know, there's probably about eight of us who are pilots. And there, probably about four years ago, the manufacturer of the aircraft that I own released software and it's an app. And you could install a box on your your airplane and it would grade every single landing. And so I bought this box because I'm always trying to get better. And and the goal of the manufacturers is they're having a lot of people who were crashing airplanes and had a lot of people who were running airplanes off the end of the runway and just a bunch of other stuff that you would probably just just before you so so when you say a lot like a percentage of people are crashing airplanes and running them off the uh, wouldn't i see that on the news what uh no not for these small aircraft they don't pay as much attention to them really you know it doesn't have the shock factor like oh that guy was a dummy look at him and, you know, truthfully, that's right in a lot of cases. But anyway, so there is a lot. Yes, yes. It, okay. it had been happening a lot. And they were getting the problem with that is, is that eventually insurance companies like we're just not going to cover this airplane anymore. And so the manufacturer was like, hey, we're going to we're going to help these guys fly the airplane so they don't do this. So long story short, this box, what it does is it grades you after your flight and immediately sends you an email of your performance. And I got to tell you, I've been flying for 20 some years, thought I knew everything there was to know about flying. Again, my ego is really small. If you if you know anything about me or you spend time with me, you know, I've had a, a totally inflated ego. But anyway, I thought my airplane was not calibrated properly because of my scores. <laughs> so it can't be the teacher that's wrong. It's absolutely it can't be not. the student that's like, wrong. It's the thing, teacher that's wrong. This thing Come is on. Crap, man. You can't, this thing you can't is accept. You can't accept could uh, not, constructive could not criticism from a computer. Oh my gosh. It was yeah. awful. Like I remember like yeah. after like four fights, I'm like, this thing is wrong. <laughs> and so <laughs> I ended up humbling myself and I went back to an instructor. And I said, hey, man, I am score. I mean, I, my score wasn't horrible, but it wasn't 100. And in my mind, anything less than 100 is unacceptable. So he gave me a few pointers. I started figuring out um, what it took to get hundreds. And lo and behold, this little app has been the best instructor, bar none, I've ever had in my entire career of flying. And the reason that it is, is because, you know, it, get, it, it well, first of all, it doesn't have feelings. That's the first thing. Second thing is, is that it it's completely unbiased. It's like, it is what it is. You hit your numbers or you don't. And it has turned me into a much more conservative pilot. Like it was not uncommon for me to come screaming into a field and get the airplane down and do this. You know, I wasn't Maverick or anything, but I would certainly bring an airplane in pretty quick. Now it's just dull, old, simple, because you know why? 
because I'm going to break. Because you don't want to be one of the stats. You don't want to be one of those stats at the end of the. It's got nothing to do with the stats. It has everything to do with the score. So, long story short, I'm in this class in Austin, and the guy who was teaching was like, "How many of you have this box?" And so there was four of us, and lo and behold, the four who had the box were like not like just a little bit better than everyone else on their landings in terms of like going, like we were on the order, like most of the guys who did not work scoring in the fifties and sixties and everyone else was in the, either the high nineties or the, you know, right at 100. And so my point here is, is that it, it's one of those concepts that I have learned that, you know, this whole idea of right data, right person, right time, and this, and how important and how effective real-time feedback loops are. And so I've known this for a couple of years. I'm back in the seat here at Triangle. I think most people know that, um, and this is one of the things I've been working on a lot as I want to install real-time feedback loops, because I feel like the more I do that, the, the better my team's going to be. I feel like the more effective they're going to be. And they're going to be like, you know, in the case of the airplane, right? It's like when they've got good data and it's coming to them at the right time, they're by default going to make better decisions and perform at a much, much higher level. So we've been under this project here at Triangle, and I'm not going to go too far into this, but we've been under this reporting project where we've been trying to figure out how do we do this? Because, you know, data in our CRMs, and I am not being critical of CRMs in our industry, but compared to other industries, we are woefully behind in technology, woefully behind. And compared to what other folks have access to, we are woefully behind. Again, not being critical, it's just, it's just a fact. So we took on this reporting project at Triangle, and this is why I'm super excited, um, because what we wanted to do is we wanted to take all of our disparate, you know, really databases of data that we use for the business. So you can think of our CRM, you can think of our payroll software, you can think of like Google My Business and all the data that comes from that. And we want to pull it in so that we can actually analyze it to see, well, number one is what's our customers' perceptions of us? How are we doing in terms of, you know, cost per sale and cost per lead? How are we doing in terms of revenues and dollars per hour, which, you know, the CRM can do a lot of those things. But when you start putting cost data, when we also connected to QuickBooks, when you start putting cost data to performance data, it gets really difficult to do that. So we took on this project and we decided that all of our reporting was actually going to be in Google Sheets. And if people are cringing when they hear that, so be it. Um, you know, I like Google Sheets mainly because I mean, this can be Excel, it can be whatever you want it to be, but it's very, very flexible. You can generate graphs. It's something that's very, very common to most people, and it's not hard to learn. Now, there are other software packages, there are CRMs out there that offer other reporting packages, and those all work great. But in our case, we decided to go to Google Sheets because we knew we could write connections to all these different disparate data sources and, and bring it in as an aggregate and give us real good business insight. And we could not find a tool to do that. So do me a favor, translate that into English. What did you say? <laughs> At the end of the day, you've got payroll, you've got money, and you got operations. And the problem is, is getting all that data into one place where you can make meaningful insights. It's difficult to do. And it's no way like, you know, given the structures that we have now, the whole idea of making it of a real-time feedback loop is impossible. That is until ChatGPT showed up on the scene now. So just understand this, right? So I'm excited about ChatGPT for content, for my articles, for what I write. We're going to get there. We're gonna get what, there yeah. what, what Donnie's doing is something totally, totally different, <laughs> which I find absolutely fascinating. But go ahead. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, so let's just talk through, and I'm going to, um, well, first of all, let me talk through what we got, and then I'm going to go through a few examples that I'll show, and I'll just kind of do a screen share here. But so what we have in place now is that we have, and I'm not going to name CRMs, but we have our CRM, we have Paychex, and well, I, I guess I named uh, payroll software. By the way, I'm not advocating them. I think all payroll companies are like freaking uniform companies. It's which one sucks the least. Um, and then we've got, you know, my business. Yeah. And we also have QuickBooks. And so what the, the biggest challenge has been, how do I get these things to talk to each other? Or how do I get data out of them programmatically in an automated fashion? That's the, that's the biggest challenge to solve. Well, a lot of these softwares now have APIs. And what's been great is that you can use a tool like ChatGPT to connect to these data systems and pull that data down into spreadsheets for you. Now, let's talk about so how- let's, let's, let's just back up. So let's say I'm using Pestpack field routes, whatever. Uh, mm -hmm. And a lot of times there might be something that I want to do. So with uh, Pestpack, you can use Report Writer. With the others, you can export data into Excel and take mm -hmm. that information and move it into your Google Sheets to, to manipulate it, right? So Correct. if I have it, if, if you know, with those CRMs, you can uh, set up a, a, you know, a calendar of when you want this information exported, right? Yep. But you can't yes, absolutely can. push it, You but you can't push it into Google Sheets without doing some sort of manipulation. Is that is that proper? That's correct. That's exactly right. Okay. That's exactly right. Okay. So, and that's, yeah. and that's where, that's where you can use a tool like chat GPT to completely automate that. So here's what I'm going to do. By the way, we're now we're gone on the fly. So just stay with me. We're going to have some fun here. Um, I'm going to show. Yeah. We we're totally off through. of the uh, script that, that Donnie spent. So what I'm showing here and I've sanitized this data because I'm not going to show it on YouTube. But here's a sample, right? Well, I guess I didn't completely sanitize that. It's just some dummy data there at the bottom. But here are our branches. And this is what we call a revenue summary. And it's going to show revenue by market. And again, this is just dummied up data. I've got it sanitized. But just imagine that you have a report and you want to see that. Now, the question becomes like, well, there's what could I do? Well, I could go in my CRM. I could download a report and I could hand jam this stuff in. Right. And I think that's what most people do. Or they just look at a report that's coming out of Pest Pack or Pest Pack or coming out of field routes, coming out of whatever. <clears throat> so they'd run a report, they'd look at it, and that's all fine and good. But the problem is, is that what's your what's that in comparison to your goal? Can you make good insights based on that? And then if I want to slice the data like based on market, I want to do it based on service. If I want to, you know, there's all these different ways I can slice and dice this data. Oh, and if I want to show graphing, well, that's a completely different thing. So First and foremost, I'm just doing this as an example. Let's just say that I have this report here that I want to update. <clears throat> well, one idea could be, well, I could download a report and I could just hand jam it in. Well, that doesn't that doesn't really work because um, we break the real-time feedback loop. Another option is, is that I could get my CRM to generate a CSV of data, maybe on a schedule, and then email that to me. Okay. So which is let's, what I was talking about. Go ahead. Yep, yep. Yep. So let's go through that. And I've got a, I've got a, let me go and, uh, oh my goodness. Now here I am. I'm, I'm baffling with Zoom. I'm trying to figure out how to. Uh, By the way, 
a long time ago, I was told in a PowerPoint, you never bring up a program and use it live because you never know what's going to happen. Always use a screenshot. So this is live and let's see what happens. So, so now I'm going to go over and I'm going to pull up another, I'm going to pull up another CSV here. And again, this is, um, let's just say that, oh, here we go. I see what happened. Zoom went to my other window here. So I'm going to show you in a CSV here, which again, I, if you're listening, I apologize. You're like, what in the world are these guys doing? Um, let's now just you say need to it, watch this on YouTube. Uh, yeah, you, you absolutely need to watch this episode. episode. So are you seeing a CSV right now? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So this is, this is dummied up data. <clears throat> let's just say that your CRM was able to email you this file daily hourly, nightly, who cares, right? But it's, you know, here you've got some service classes, you've got some months and it's got some numbers. And again, these are dummied up data. So here you have, you've got your report and then you've got this this other basic spreadsheet that you want to put. So service in. class is a branch or it's a service type? What, it's what it's you, a service. So it, it houses a bunch of service. So PRR is pest recurring residential. So all of our residential, okay. residential which would be your quarterlies, your three times a year. Exactly. Exactly. Gotcha. Exactly. So I want to look at my revenue by pest, hybrid, wood destroying, mosquito, lawn, yada, yada, yada. Right. And you exported this. You exported this from my CRM know, emailed CRM. this. My CRM emailed this to a an email address. And so now, by the way, I don't know why I'm. Um, I mean, this example, it's just an example, not the example. So once that goes through, then what you can do is I'm going to show one more. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep interrupting you because I'm, I'm a novice. But uh, basically, you set up a Google email address or it could have been any an email address that accepts these reports. That's the only thing that you do with uh, that email address. Is that right? It's, it's a Correct. specific email address. It's not yours or it's. Exactly. That's exactly okay. right. That's yep. exactly right. So now <clears throat> what happens from this point is let's go back to the sheet here. And I'm going to show you, if you go to extensions and then app scripts, I can actually write code that will go through, process that email, pull that spreadsheet and update all the fields in that report programmatically. Now, I'm not going to spend a ton of time on this, but let me just tell you the really cool part. The really cool part is if I go over to, first of all, you see that code. I'm going to go back over to ChatGPT right now, and I'm going to show you what I just told ChatGPT. I said, hey, update a script that accepts three arguments, sheet name, CSV, subject line. And then I want you to update, take the data from the CSV, and I give it a sample of that CSV. And then I say, I want you to put it into this spreadsheet and I give it a sample of that. And I'm like, it must find a matching month with a matching service class. And in short, update those values. And then I ask it, do you understand? And if so, can you put a summer, can you summarize what you understand and then provide the code and look at its response? Yes, I understand. You want to update the existing Google Sheets document based on the contents of the new CSV file that gets emailed to you. This involves updating only the cells in the Google Sheet that correspond to the specific service class and month as specified in the CSV. Now, does that sound correct to you, Dan? 
sounds like a, a computer person wrote that, but go ahead. It's, yeah. I mean, that's pretty cool. Spot. It is spot on. So then it's it explaining me. to you that you haven't made any errors in your uh, instructions to it. Exactly. What it's doing is it's summary. It's like, yes, I understand what you're saying. Here's what I want you. And then it tells me, here's the high level logic. It accepts the arguments, searches for the email, walks it through. And then here's the best part. That code here's that code. I just showed you, I didn't write one single thing. All I did, all I did was give it the arguments, which is the names of, this, of the CSD and the name of the target spreadsheet. And it went through and wrote all of this for me. That if you're how not do you how do you troubleshoot it? So does it work I told to chat GPT to troubleshoot it for me. Like you see all these console logs here. I have it pushed to the console, which is where it basically, as it's running through the program, what it's doing. And it gives me messages. Yep. I did this correctly. Yes, I did this correctly. Yes, I did this correctly. So my point is this, if you're in business, if you're not excited about this, I don't know. Maybe it's time for you to leave. Because I mean, I'm being serious. This, when you look at just what the capability, and I use this for reporting again. Our goal here at Triangle in doing all of that was we want to put in real-time reporting, real-time feedback loops, because we understand that when people have the data that they need, they got the real feed, you know, they always know the score of the game, right? They're going to do better. So here's like me here's an interesting. Yeah, so here's an interesting one. I'm going to say maybe seven or eight years ago, right? People wanted, you know, they get mad at their CRM companies because they want to report. And their CRM companies would say, well, it's not in the uh, program, but if you want, you can pay us and we'll write a custom report for you that they put in that every time there was an upgrade to the program, it broke and you had to repay or you know, fight with them or do whatever. Okay. But you want that report. So then what happened is what we started recommending is that you hire a college kid or somebody who understands Excel, forget about telling your CRM what you want, because what you want is different than at every other company. And they're just not going to do it. And they can't do it. It, it. You know, every time you want Excel to change, you don't call Microsoft and say, well, I want you to do this. So, so that's the way that works. So what you have to do is you have to export this data and then manipulate it the way that you want. So that there in comes the college kid who could do that. What you're saying is that you, is, is there a, uh, a new, you know, uh, when, when certain things happen, this whole new generation of employment comes, you know, jobs that were, that, that mm -hmm. people didn't think of five years ago. Is there a job for somebody who understands chat GPT to get it to do what you just did? And do you think that that's an industry that's coming? I think, first of all, and I mentioned this on a previous podcast, I think this is going to be as revolutionary as the internet. I mean that. I and agree. The reason I say that is this is this thing's not even connected to the internet yet. What I mean by that is like the data it, again. It stopped training, and I think it was September of 2021, and in someone you know, someone or 22, I don't remember. It was one of those. It was September of one of those years, 21 and 22. But but point of it is, it's like it doesn't do current events quite yet. All it's doing is what it trained up to. And, you know, the reality of it is, is now the question, a lot of the how questions go away and the big questions now become what. And so you really have to think through, like, what exactly 
do I want to see and what exactly do I want to accomplish? And is there another industry? Maybe, you know, there's all kinds of YouTube videos and there's all kinds of little things says, check out my chat, you know, AI handle, which means like, what do I ask it and how do I ask it? And you, you know, when you think about it, when you search on Google, you almost have to speak Google speak, you know, chat GPT is nothing more than a natural language engine. It's able to take complex thoughts, just like what I showed. I said, hey, can you do this, this, and this? I just wrote it out in plain English of what I'm trying to do. And I'm like, do you understand? And it did. And so that's a complete game changer because number one, I can talk to it just like I do a human. And number two, it's backed up with all the data that Google has access to. And so I just think that, you know, is there an industry out there for someone like that? Maybe. I think really what's going to happen is, is that- I mean, I, here, here's writer, the deal. You- no, but you have a computer background. You studied computer I science, did. right? I did. Right. Yes, so you can, and and it doesn't matter the fact that you studied a long time ago, that the, the concepts are the same, you know? Um, but somebody like me, who probably in college a long time ago had a computer information systems course. And did, and you, did you have the, I, hang on, did you, I, did you have the punch cards and put it into the, the that was high cards? school. That- yeah. That was, that was in high school. So, uh, uh, <laughs> So, so one of my friends still uh, played a dirty trick and stole my punch cards and I failed at because yeah. I didn't have to. So, so anyway, uh, but so, so the fact of the matter is what you explained comes naturally to you because of your training. If you can understand at a high level what this thing can do, and if you wanted to hire somebody to, 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 to create these Google Sheets that you've created, they could do it by hand and it would take them a whole bunch of hours or they can know what to tell chat GPT to, you know, organize their thoughts, to tweak it, to, to correct it. I just, I don't think that a lot of people, I think a lot of people can use GP, chat GPT for what I use it for. Hey, write an article right. on, uh, you know, tax uh, minimization strategies or something right. to, to do programming. You have to understand it. Right. But at a high well, level, you can understand. Yes. Yes. So, so a couple of things. Number one is, do I expect everyone who listens to the podcast to do what just happened? No. What I want to show is what's capable, like what it mm-hmm. can do. You know, the fact of the matter yeah. is, is that if you have a developer or if you have multiple developers, again, you can take one developer and make it one developer like 10 developers now because you can have ChatGPT write most of the code and a developer can come back in, make a few tweaks and off you go. You know, I would say the main point of that example is not that, okay, I don't think anyone's going to look at those quick little sheets that I showed and they're going to come out and write their own code. But I do think it'll give them a vision of what's possible. I mean, at the end of the day, I'm a business owner first. Donnie business owner knows one thing, you know, champions eat data for breakfast, right? It's like the more data I can give my people at the right time, just like with me flying, right? The more I can create structures like that, the higher level my team's going to perform at. And so I have to find solutions on a way that, okay, how would I do that, right? And how do I do it in a sustainable way? And in the past, it's been, well, we put a, a checklist into the office and this person downloads this from a CRM and they go over and do that with this spreadsheet. And they put, and then that turns into well, such and such changed this cell. And now that doesn't work. And this doesn't calculate. And I don't think that's correct. Cut it all out. And I'm burning hours to do that. What it allows me to do is get our people focused on performing and not focused on updating spreadsheets or fixing spreadsheets. Or I mean, all that stuff is gone. We're still using spreadsheets, but it's all programmatically updated. 
and we're not touching it. And the other part of it is, is that we're able to connect multiple data sources. And so that reporting project has taught me a lot. It has showed me the power of ChatGPT, of how we can connect these data sources, how we can process it, and how we can pull all that data together and actually get good real-time um, feedback and good real-time uh, analysis of what's happening at the business. Because at the end of the day, once you set it up, I mean, we update sales reports hourly. We can do it by the minute. We can do it daily. We can do it monthly. It just all depends. So that's the programmatic side. Again, just showing what's possible. I'm sure there's other folks out there that listen to the podcast. They're probably using this way better than I am. But the point is, is that if you're not looking at this tool, the subscription, I think, is 20 bucks a month for the updated version, like the four, like the fourth algorithm that it's doing. Best $20 you ever spend, I promise, per month uh, on any subscription that you have. Okay. Do you want, are you ready to talk about other uses for chat, chat GPT now, Dan? Um, you just told me, so when I go in, it never asks for my credit card. So I, I guess I have the free version. How do I upgrade and do it? Yeah, you can also upgrade. Yeah, when you can go in and you can get the upgraded version, which has the latest algorithm and you don't get as many restrictions and you also get priority because one of the things you'll find out about the tool is that it's wildly popular and at times the servers get overloaded and it will not respond. A lot of times, so yeah, get, a lot of times it'll tell you yeah. to come back later. Yeah, so, okay. so but if you do the paid version, I mean, it's pretty pretty simple. So- all right, you ready to talk about some more uses that we're using it for at Triangle? Yeah, let's see. Uh, let, or do you want to? you want to nerd out some more? <laughs> no, I, can... I think that we probably lost half of the audience. Uh, but yeah, but those no, who probably just stuck me around, you talking to everyone, everyone right. else is gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. So next thing that we're using it for is one of the things that you know we have to have is a lot of technical documentation on product usage. You know, and you talked about this in last. So now. We've trained all of our managers that if you need to do a training on a particular label, you need to do a training on whatever it's technical, use ChatGPT to create the outline. Use ChatGPT to create the 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 whole, you know, because again, people are people and we got to do a presentation. But now ChatGPT at our business does most of the generation when it comes to our training. Um, and what's even more amazing, if you want to you want to learn something fast, use ChatGPT to learn. It will teach you a lot. If you got questions. And so anyway, that's one way we use it. The second way we're using it is we're using it for content to our customers. So if we're doing like service letters, if we're doing, well, we've done them for price increase letters, we've done them for um, any kind of communication, we run through chat GPT. Now I will tell you, I did an update to the company last week. I was writing it. It was on, what was I writing about? I was writing, it was, a. it's pretty rare. I write the entire company via email, um, but I wrote, a big email to the company. I ran it through chat GPT. I didn't like the tone. I thought the tone was a little bit not like me. And so I ended up not using it, but it, but it did fix all my grammatical errors and it's fixed all my spelling errors. And so any kind of communication via internal or external, we filter through chat GPT now for grammar. And so spelling. what do you do? You say, check this uh, for grammar. Yeah. Just I mean, cut and paste the text but, in but, there. But, but, but Microsoft Word will do that, right? With, uh, you know, uh, grammar check and spell check. Yeah, that's a little different though, because you can tell it to rewrite. Because what I, I don't only, I not only tell it, and I'm glad you brought this up because it is an important point. I tell it to check grammar. I tell it to check spelling. But I also say, rewrite this and so it's more clear and give me a summary yeah. of what you changed. And so it'll go through some content that you give it. And, and here's a dirty little secret that I'll share right now. 
If you have a competitor that has a web page that's ranking extremely well, you can rip that content off and say, hey, rewrite this in a more clear way. And now guess what? You can start competing on that page on your site. And now you know that, hey, I've got this. So it's- It was a dirty little secret. (laughs) It's one PMP against the other, which is not what we're trying to do, but- No, I'm just saying it's a dirty little secret is all I'm saying. Yes. So my point here is, is that you can use it to also clarify your writing in the way that you communicate to customers and to, you know, really your team. So you can use it for grammar, spelling. And the other thing that's kind of funny is you can also tell it which tone you want it to speak in. Like you can say, I want you to write this in a humorous tone. I want you to write it in a serious tone. I want you to write it in a technical tone. And it will pick it up, which is just crazy. It'll put in some freaking funny jokes too, like legit. You'll say, add a few jokes. And it's pretty legit content. I mean, it's so, so my point here is, is that, you know, there's way more uses. I mean, you don't have to be writing code with it. It's just the point of it is, is that what it can do and how much it can help you kind of do the low level tasks that don't require a ton of thinking, but can, you know, kind of be behind you cleaning up. Great tool for that. Fantastic tool for doing that. You know, especially like if you're looking at marketing emails and tone, you know, like how you want your tone to be like one of the projects that we did is I was like, look, our company needs to have more, needs to have more personality. So we looked at all of our customer communication and we ran it through chat GPT to rewrite it in a different tone, kind of a more, not a playful tone. I don't want to come across as like we're trying to entertain folks, but at the same time, I don't like the just, Hey, we're going to be out tomorrow. Please unlock your gate and you know put your dogs away. It's, it's got a lot more, it's got a little bit more color to it than that. The last thing I'll say is there's some other really cool things that you can do with it as well. Um, I don't think Liam talked about this or maybe he did. Do you know that you can record your voice and you can record yourself and then chat GPT, not chat GPT, other AI tools can replicate your voice and also replicate a video. So you could send out a personalized video to every single customer. He was talking about that. He was, he was talking about like doing collection calls uh, or in a video. Hey, and you know, you leave it blank and it'll say, Hey, Donnie, owe me some money or whatever, you know? And it's, and it works pretty freaking well. It It is very difficult. I mean, if you sit down and analyze the video, you might be able to be, but just watching it, like I'm just looking at it, like, oh my gosh, that dude actually, you know, he's actually calling yours. So point being is look at that episode by Liam. You can research some tools out there. There's tons of videos on YouTube right now that'll walk you through of like learning more and more and more about AI and chat GPT in general. But I will tell you, this is absolutely a game changer. And if you're as a business owner or you're a manager, you're listening to this and you're not like daily going on chat GPT and finding new ways, you are absolutely missing the boat because it's such a great tool that you can use. All right. I should get a, I should get a commission from those guys, which I'm sure you they fit in what they sold for. Get a I piece of that $20. You, uh, oh yeah. Maybe you could get a little discount okay. or something. There are a few things I need to put out, which are limitations. Number one is that it's not perfect. Okay. There are times that you'll ask it something and it'll go off the rails. Like, so for example, when I was going through the project of writing code, I would tell it I'd want it to do something and it would run off the field. And I'm like, whoa, 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 where are you going? And so then I would say, I'm not sure where you're going. Like I would talk to it like a human. I'm like, but you went off the field there. That's not what we're doing. We need to, and it would self-correct. So my thing is, is like, okay, so it's not God, right? I mean, it's like chat GPT is, I mean, it does, it is infallible. So you need to check your content and you need to check your code. And the other thing is, is that you need to, you know, again, 
you have to view it as a tool to do more of your low level stuff. Now, some people may think that coding is not low level, but the fact of the matter is, is that you'll learn real quick and anyone who's worth their weight in, in any kind of software will tell you the hard work is not in the coding. The hard work is in the algorithms. It's figuring out what to do and you know what I mean? And how to approach problems. It's not actually put, I mean, getting to the code is the easy part. It's like speaking another language. It's like if we're speaking Spanish or English or whatever. And so I would just say, respect the limitations and always double check anything. I would not put my communications and I would not put out any reporting to just, I would not completely outsource that to AI yet. It's just not there. It will get there. It's only a matter of time. Um, <clears throat> so those are the limitations, things to think about. Last thing, I am, I am very, very interested in doing this. And if there's any of our listeners out there that know how to do this, please tell me. I just haven't had a chance to go out. I want to, I want to implement an AI-based knowledge base that sits on top of all of our procedures and all of our checklists for our team. And I want to push it to our company intranet so that if they have a question about how to do something in the business, whether it be out in the field and technical documentation, or whether it be in the in the office of how do I deal with this with a customer, they can ask a chat GPT type question to this knowledge base, and then it'll give specific answers for our company. I don't know if there's something out there like that. I hope that there is. That's my next project I'm going to be working on, which is this knowledge base. If we get enough response from this, and like Dan said, if anyone is still listening or watching after we've nerded out for a bit, if this happens, which it will happen, we will do an episode on how to do it because I think this is fantastic for your team. You think about it. Someone's dealing with a customer and real-time AI is helping them through a call or real-time someone's out at a customer's house and they got these kind of ants and they snap a picture and say, what is this and how do I deal with it? And it gives them the answer right there. Think about that for a moment. How amazing. I mean, and Pretty it's powerful. absolutely yeah. possible. It's absolutely possible. So- I think, you know, knowledge base for teams kind of next thing. The other thing that I want to try to find a way to do is I'm hoping our CRMs are going to embrace this because I think with, and I'm talking about CRMs for our industry, because the fact of the matter is the vast majority of our customer service stuff could be handled by AI, updating credit cards, scheduling services, the vast majority of it could be done by AI. So I'm really hoping that in the future, we're going to see. So are you talking about it becoming the cable company where you call and you're on the phone for an hour because you go through the decision tree and yeah, you know, I, I, I can't stand like, that, but you know, I don't like it either. But the fact is, is that, you know, the vast majority of the communication is not necessarily. Yeah. You don't have a I mean, human. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, I've done several chats and, you know, a bot has figured out what I needed and has done what I needed. So do you think you know. though that like so if if I call my cable company who has granted a monopoly in my town on cable I don't have any other choice. Mm -hmm. If I call maybe um the electric company they have a monopoly by design, right? Mm -hmm. But if I call a pest control company and there's 20 others in the town do you want to go down that decision tree and uh, non-human like it, it, I, I, I guess that's more of a philosophical question. Yeah. Yeah. Go I ahead. think you misunderstood what I was saying. So I think we are in a relationship business and we always will be. It's people with people. Okay. And if I call, yeah. I want to talk to Donnie. I want to talk to Dan. That's fine. What I'm talking about are they, hey, I need to, you know, I text someone because I need to update my billing address or I need to change an appointment. Those types of things, like these non voice type, communications and interactions absolutely could be handled by AI. 
texting and, you know, I mean, they absolutely could be. Same thing for like most emails could be handled by AI. Okay. Last thing is marketing. Liam talked about this a little bit. He talked about how in HubSpot, they've already got an AI module. I've seen this. This is becoming all the rage on a lot of the marketing platforms where they're doing follow-ups based on AI. They're doing responses based on AI. They're doing texting based on AI. We don't have that in our CRMs yet. I am not at the point that I'm ready to rip out my, uh, well, I shouldn't say rip out. Everyone knows I've been on tour with CRMs and I've, I've kind of had the scorch and burn uh, experience with that. And I'm not interested in, in implementing another one. So I hope, hope that in future releases of our CRMs, that, that this is going to be more integrated into our software. So, all right. I've done a lot of talk in this episode, probably more than I would like. Sure has. Dan, what do you want to add? What do you want to add to this? Like anything else? I mean, we're, we're getting here to the end. I mean, it's again, and, and by the way, if you're watching this or you want more an example, look, I'm happy to talk about this somewhere else. I don't want to do like one-offs, but but certainly, you know, I don't know, maybe I'll talk about this at a, one of our conferences or something like that. And I can actually show how it all works. And there may be someone out there who's done way better than what we're doing. All I'm saying is, is that when you looked at what we we're trying to accomplish and then how we went about it and how chat GPT played such an essential role in making it happen. I mean, we did it on a shoestring budget. I mean, I didn't hire any developers. And I mean, even if you have to hire one, it's still way cheaper than pulling off something like that you know, going, like you said, going to a, uh, going directly to a CRM, it's a lot faster and it's a lot cheaper. And the other thing is too, is, you know, every time they release an update, it's like your stuff breaks. It's all custom. So anyway, stuff that you want to add, Dan, before we finish out. Uh, I, the only thing I would say is Donnie, uh, again, he's got a uh, degree in computer science. So he probably understands this a whole lot more and gets really in the weeds. I would tell you, I don't have a computer background. I have as much as the next guy I use them to, to get things done, right? And so it, don't be uh, uh, put off by what we, you know, the, the complication of what we were talking about today. Just jump in and try it. Get it to write an article. Get it to write a, a, a page, you know, a, a topic for your website and see how it works. And just so that you really understand, because it's that easy. Right. But you could definitely get complicated and totally geek out. And that's later. But just, you know, have a have it do something that's nice and easy. Um, uh, you know, uh, we it was funny. Uh, we were in a peer group. I had uh, we were talking about job descriptions. I said, hey, chat GPT, write me a job description for a, a pest control technician. And within 45 seconds, I had a job description that was pretty spot on for a uh uh, a pest control technician. So, so baby steps. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a very very powerful tool. But but don't be intimidated. Just just jump in the water and and try it. So absolutely, absolutely. All righty. <clears throat> well, we're going to finish out. Just a reminder: all the resources and topics that we talk about today, and we always do on the podcast, are available on pmpindustryinsider.com. Just take a look under show notes. And as always, if you enjoy the show, we appreciate any uh, ratings and reviews that you can give us. Hate mail goes to Dan. Five stars goes on the platform and attaboys go to me. Dan's and with Fable that, goes we're to Donnie. See. And uh, we're... <laughs> 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 All right. We'll see you all next time. Take okay. Care take care. Bye. See you.